Hey guys, brand new podcast and the Body Shots World Tour is adding dates. I have added five more dates this week. We just added Kansas City, Omaha, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Columbus. I think a week ago we added Los Angeles, Kalamazoo, Houston, Pittsburgh, Chicago. And I think we've added now five shows in Cleveland. So Five shows in Cleveland? Yep, I'm shooting my special in Cleveland. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, but eh, fuck it. Put it out. It's already, yeah, fucking. I think it's already out there. I don't know. I just don't like talking about stuff like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I am off to go to the all shows should be on, on pre-sale right now. Those five shows I just told you, KC, Omaha, Columbus, Buffalo, Cincinnati, they're on pre-sale right now. Use the promo code SHOTS before they go on general on sale this coming Friday. Use the pre-sale. Trust me, use the pre-sale. Because once they go to general on sale, that's when um, third-party brokers come in. Ticket prices raise. I, I have no control over all of that. So please don't get upset with me. But uh, that's why I always say use the promo code SHOTS. Get them in pre-sale. Yeah, get them now. Because those ticket prices go up because because it's, of this, the, the third party. It's not. It's a pain in the ass. And we're trying to awful. combat it with, uh, with ways on our side. Um, but, you know, anyway. Uh, I'm super excited about the Body Shots Fall Tour. I just wrapped the European Tour. And I am better, worse for wear. What's I, that mean? I don't think you leave the word better out of that. I'm worse for, I'm no worse than wear. No, it's worse for wear. I'm not worse for wear. I'm not worse I for wear. I feel good. I just ran three miles, listened to a podcast that The Rock produces. I forget what the name of it is, but it's a pretty good podcast about uh, John Wick. Not John Wick. John, John Carter. Uh, Carter. Anyway. Is John Carter the movie with the big monkey? No, I think. I think it's King Kong. No, it's not King Kong. I uh, uh, the European tour was fucking surreal. Uh, it was the maybe my funnest time I've ever had touring, in in the sense that it was really hard for me in a lot of ways. The Scandinavian, all our flights got canceled. We had to book new flights. Our travel was a little fucked up. But thank you to Mark Norman, John Manns. Cena, uh, Simon, and Spilling for keeping me sane. Those were everyone we were on tour with, and it was a fucking blast. The podcast you're going to listen to today is uh, the last day of the tour in Ireland. We had just woke up. We were very hungover. We were about to go drinking during the day. Uh, uh, John, uh, Mark Norman was still drinking at this point. Oh, yeah? I burnt that guy into the fucking ground. You did? Oh, he's got a new podcast coming out. We'll talk about it later. Um, big announcement. We will be adding uh, Something's Burning. The full audio versions of that show, the full two-hour, hour-and-a-half versions of that show, they will be right here on the Burtcast. We will be airing those once a week. We'll start with the big ones, obviously. Then we're going to fold in the current ones. And every week we'll we'll try to throw one in. It won't be the it won't be structured the way that they were released. They'll be released based on you know what we can get up and, and what people are cool with. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we're going to be releasing the full versions of those, uh, as opposed to the the edited all the, all version. edited versions are like thirty uh, minutes, and we'd record for an hour thirty. Nice. So we're going to record the full. We're going to just play the full hour thirty. Something's burning uncut. Something's burning or is it uncut. unchopped? Or maybe it's. Maybe it's fully charred. Or raw. No, no. Let's, <laughs> let's go on the theme of something's burning. If you're looking for more of those Leantics, check out Wife of the Party. Something's burning raw. Raw, raw. Not raw. No. Un, unchopped. I like unchopped. Something's burning charred? 
I just said, didn't I just fucking say that? Oh, I don't listen to anything you say ever. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's all that's going on for me. I'm I'm home for a month. I'm trying to lose weight. Get ready for the for the Australian tour, New Zealand. I'm coming to Auckland, New Zealand, uh, Ju- June twenty first. I don't know. I'm at Town Hall in Auckland, New Zealand. We've added a show in Sydney. I think we've added a show in Brisbane. We've added it. We've added shows in in. Australia. So if you couldn't get tickets, get tickets. New Zealand, I will be there. That is the first stop. I love New Zealand. I cannot wait to get to New Zealand. I tried to do make a run to Tasmania, but uh it did wasn't in the books. They didn't I, they couldn't accommodate that Aww. quickly. They were like, You can do a comedy club and I was like, I'm not flying over to Tasmania to do a hundred seater. Right. But um I'm I'm super excited. I'm gonna try to hook up with Adam Greentree. Uh, hopefully if it works in the schedule, maybe go hunting or just camping with him. What are you, what are you rolling your face for? Yeah. I, well, you, you mean you're going, we're not yeah, going. I'm yeah, not okay. taking you and the girls good, good. hunting in Australia. Yeah, no pass, pass. Yeah. That's his family. His family does outrageous stuff like that. We go to the aquarium. Well, not anymore. They've outgrown the aquarium. That's just silly. If you want more of these bird antics. Keep tuning in to the Birdcast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, today's podcast is going to be fucking fantastic. You're going to love it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lisa Mattresses. Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a healthier, happier you. All Lisa products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed and to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary you want to spend time in. We are well aware of that because both our daughters are rocking Lisa mattresses. Georgia got hers first, and literally we called her room the cave. Because if you wanted to nap, you could go in there, freeze it out, and sleep like you were coming out of a... It was the greatest... And then Isla got pissed, and Lisa offered us another mattress. We put it in Isla's room, and now getting out Isla out of bed is like waking a bear out of hibernation. Oh, good luck. You good can't get her out of bed. fucking luck. And, you, and they will not give their beds up for a nap. Nope. That is, the, that is the sad truth. Lisa believes all people should have access to deep rest and relaxation. They make it easier for their customers to know that they've made the right choice through their social impact initiative tied to each purchase. Lisa donates one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention to date. They have donated more than 32,000 mattresses throughout more than 1,000 nonprofits. They are made in the USA in-home delivery and setup is available as well as financing. Here's what you can do right now. Don't miss out. Live happier, live healthier, live a deeper rested life. Order today and get 15% off your purchase for a limited time at lisa.com slash BurtCast. Use the promo code BurtCast. That is L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BurtCast, promo code BurtCast. And keep in mind that you also get a 100-night risk-free trial plus free shipping and returns, lisa.com slash BurtCast. This podcast is also brought to you by Cheers. Cheers is designed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol, and it works. I used it last night. I drank one full bottle of red wine, and I woke up like a fucking savage this morning. I just ran three miles listening to a podcast. I feel fantastic. I feel like my whole day is in front of me. By the way, I haven't even had my coffee yet. That's how great I felt this morning. Cheers After Alcohol Aid is designed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol. Whether you drink a little or a lot like myself, take Cheers After a Night Out and you feel at least 50% better the next morning. Take Cheers every time you drink because let's be honest, 
even moderate responsible drinking can leave him feeling you leave you feeling less than 100% the very next day. Two to four capsules. I take three before you go to bed and you feel better in the morning. We guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's like it's like a Rolate, like a Tums, like an antacid. I take antacid before I go to bed because I don't know if I'm going to throw up in my mouth in the middle of the night. Uh, Cheers after alcohol. That's disgusting. <laughs> Neutralizes alcohol's negative effects so you can wheel up feeling, wake up feeling great. No headaches, nausea, sluggishness, all this shit. That keeps you down, and guess what? It's also healthy for your liver. Go to CheersHealth.com, enter the promo code BirdCast at checkout to get 10% off your first order plus a free gift. That's CheersHealth.com. Promo code is BirdCast for 10% off and a free gift. Cheers! It's the best thing to happen to alcohol since alcohol. Hell yeah. Um, those are our reads. We do have some mid-rolls. By the way, I'm so grateful for you guys being so cool about mid-roll reads. I know that everyone's doing mid-roll reads. I was very uh, hesitant at first. I try to make them as quick as possible and just tell you the product and tell you what they offer. They, these are all products I believe in, so I'm not giving you some shit I don't believe in. I know that I think Calm's a mid-roll. I love fucking Calm. I've been using it on planes on takeoff. You'll hear that later. But anyway... But it's great because it allows us to give this content to you for free. Yeah. And and, so. and by the way, I'm going out of my way to create more free content. Uh, Secret time. I have something so fucking big coming out that you guys are going to lose your fucking you shit. You do? Over. I have something that you've all wanted for as long as I've been in podcasting. It's going to happen. What? We're doing it next week. No. It is, it is big. It is big. It is big. You're going to be very happy next week. And guess what? It's fucking free. That's my whole game. And I, I really run into headaches Sometimes with networks, when I tell them, you don't understand. Like, I know I know how I take in content. I am not... The only thing I appointment watch is Game of Thrones. I don't even appointment watch it. I DVR it. It is so hard to get me to tune... So that's why I'm having a hard time getting back into television is that all the content I take in is free. I love hot ones. I love Casey Neistat's fucking vlog. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. I love your mom's house. I love Joey Diaz. I love Church of What's Happening Now. I love all this shit because I can take it in for free. I'm I'm sitting on Instagram, scrolling through Instagram. I just want you to, I just want to create cool shit and you to have fun with cool shit and you to like it. If you got a long commute, if you got a jog you want to do, if you have something you don't want to do in your life, I want you to be able to plug into this content and 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 disconnect and get you through your day. That's it. That's it. I just didn't want to go on my jog. I listened to fucking, let me tell, what's the name of the Rocks podcast? I'll tell you the Rocks podcast because it's good free content. And that's the other thing that's awesome about the game plan we're all on is we're all promoting each other. We're all just trying to put each other over so that you can enjoy cool shit too. I don't think I'm losing you to, to what really happened. What really happened is a podcast with Andrew Jenks and it, he's a documentary filmmaker and it is fucking awesome. I'm listening to the episode about the anatomy of a box office bomb and it is fucking awesome i'm halfway through and check it out andrew jenks shout out to andrew jenks he's got a badass podcast it's about what really happened the britney breakdown by the way he's not a sponsor i'm just telling you that because i like good shit and i want you to find good shit and dig good shit liam what was the podcast i was just talking about how how, how i built this how i built this bro listen to sarah blakely's how i built this sit in your car and tell me you don't think you can do more with your life. Sarah Blakely went to Florida State. She was a tri-delt at Florida State. I don't know if I knew her or not. I definitely probably probably did. She's a little bit older than me. I didn't really know many of the older tri-delts, but I knew all my friends were tri-delts. She, went to, uh, she moved to Atlanta, Georgia, started selling uh, fax machines door-to-door to offices and came up with the idea for Spanx. She made them herself. She had them made herself. She then... Flew out to Houston. You got to hear her story. It's on how how this how I built this. 
How I Built This. How I Built This. I listened to Jim Cook, the uh, Sam Cook. Sam Cook. Sam Cook from uh, from uh, Sam Adams Distillery. I think it's Jim Cook, actually. I have no idea. It's uh, from Sam Adams. I listened, I listened to a bunch of them. Dude, check out good shit. That's all I want to do is make good shit. And I'm putting you on good shit because I want my shit to be that good, too. I hope that you... That I keep putting out. St- ah, what the fuck? Dude, I rant like this all through New York. By the way, we just shot 10 episodes of Something's Burning in New York with all yeah. New York comics. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That's what gave me the idea because I know that we had e- hour and a half conversations with everyone and we only released 33 minutes and I was like, no, no, no. These are amazing. They're hilarious, fucking fun, unfiltered podcasts. Right. So that's why we need to release the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Fucking do it. And then, and then someone was like, there's no money in it for you. It's not advertised. You're going to put it on your own RSS feed. It doesn't matter to me. Right. It doesn't matter to me. I get paid through BurtCast. If that, if I can one day monetize something's burning as well alongside BurtCast, if something's burning elevates BurtCast, that's all that matters to me. Put out good shit. Put it's, out good yeah, shit. This is the one podcast that monetizes all your podcasts. Yeah. And my wife's podcast one. as well. Yes. And, 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 and I love it. You know, I love this medium. I love podcasts in general all i ask is that you come out and see me live that's it that's the one thing that i ask you not to steal not to rip not to videotape not to post out online because it's a work in progress the jokes aren't figured out and i get paid at the end of the fucking two-year cycle by a a, a, by some network or, or or company to shoot a special and then you get to enjoy the special if you have that subscription that's it see come see me live see me work on this stuff um i'll be in australia like i said Body Shots World Fall Tour. We have added, I think, twelve new shows. Uh, twelve new shows. The shows sold out. I'm super excited. I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. Uh, I'm too stressed to be, but too blessed to be stressed. I yeah, think I yeah, just yeah. fucked that up. Totally. I'm living my best life. Uh, <laughs> live podcast tomorrow. We're going down to the El Segundo Brewing Factory. I think that's the name of it. Is that it? I'll, I also got into a brewing company, me, Halston, Dave Williamson, I th- and I think whatever comics are down there, we'll just hop on and do a live podcast. Not a live podcast, just do a podcast. We'll air that next week. Today's podcast is, oh shit, I forgot to mention Shane Torres. Shane Torres flew out to party with us in Ireland and stayed in the house with us, and he is also, fuck, I'm so sorry, Shane, he is also on this podcast. Uh, today's podcast is Shane Torres, Mark Normand, Mike Calta, and myself. Bert Kreischer. This is the We're rolling on here. Everyone check your mics. Check, check, check. check. Lo, lo, lo. Shane talk. Yep. Got All me. right. I think we're good. I should probably listen. Put the headsets on. The first day we, first day we were supposed to leave, I guess London to go to our first date. Mark just slept in. <laughs> Shane, how do you react to that? So I can hear your levels. <laughs> like, how would I react to that? Cal, how would you react to this one? I'd leave him. Okay, perfect. And then, one day we're in, <coughs> we're in uh, Manchester. Is that where we were? Glasgow. Glasgow. And we get ready to leave, and Cena just doesn't show up. Oh. Yeah, our tour manager just hmm. doesn't show up. And so we're sitting there going, and oh, I'm such a fucking cunt. I'm just like, all right, we leave her here. Let's go. <laughs> On the train, guys. 
kind of ship you running here, Kreischer? I don't know. This has been fucking one hell of a tour. I wish Mark was here to kind of share in this with us. The fuck's he doing? Can somebody get Mark? It's probably a core workout or whatever. I doubt it. No, he is not. I, dude, I run him into the ground. He, he does a pretty good job of running oh, on his own. No, 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 no. You started something. He, I was. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you can definitely bring Mark with you. He'll go beer for beer with you. He'll just keep up." And like the first day, he's just like, "You're having a beer right now?" And I was like, "Yeah, you are too." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." I made him drink a beer every time I drank a beer. Jesus. And he was. You could see, you know, you know when a horse starts to sweat and foam at the mouth, <laughs> and the other horse is just galloping, going, yeah. "Oh, young buck, mm. can't hang with the big dog." <laughs> <laughs> I like that you compared yourself to thoroughbreds with day drinking. <laughs> I'm a hardcore thoroughbred, and then and then he goes, he goes here. Let me get your mic. Cord. Thanks, bud. Here, pull your mic cord. So you got room. There you go. You're playing room. Then we go to Christiania in uh, what you call it, Romania. And uh, where was Christiania? In Denmark, Copenhagen. And we got, uh, and I buy weed. And Mark's like, I can't, I can't smoke weed, man. And I was like, okay, one hit. And he was like, okay, one hit. <laughs> it's so different. Now. Weed's so much stronger than when you fucking. Not in Christiania. It's no. like fucking ninth grade weed all oh, over is it again. again. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it's fucking Copenhagen. And they're uh, dealing. When you buy drugs from a dealer, it's, you're fine. Yeah. Where the fuck is Mark? Do you think you killed him? I think I think he's I think he's afraid we're starting this to This would be the best podcast I've ever turned out he was dead. Ooh. If that was the reveal, oh, yeah. as Mark never showed up. We're motherfucking him for an hour and then we're like, let's just go down there. See, yeah. his problem is his problem is impulse. He can't say no to himself. And to to, to like on on a full spectrum. So he will stay if there's a prospect of fun, he will stay out until five in the morning where I just tap out. Yeah. Like I just go, oh, I'm going to bed. He pulled the like, cord. I know yeah, for a fact yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. I can't just, I can't pull an all-nighter. At one point, he was like, oh, I guess we're just pulling an all-nighter tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not doing that. No. I'm going to sleep for two hours. <laughs> Wake him the fuck up. Wake him up and tell him we're doing a podcast and we're shitting on him. <laughs> go down He's there. sleeping again. What is he, fucking in eighth grade? He, uh, I don't know. I don't know what time he went down. I was in my room at like three and change and he was still up. Yeah. He, that's his thing is he just stays up late dude one time we, we were in dude. by the way this is all the stuff he would probably not want shared perfect but if so he's now, not, but, he's, but now he's not here yeah. so one time we were in utah if you hear this mark i didn't want to do this <laughs> we were in utah we're going skiing and ari shafir gets mushrooms it's four in the morning and mark goes oh not a bad idea huh i go you're gonna eat mushrooms now and he was like yeah right help me go to sleep <laughs> going to sleep 8 a.m uh, we're all getting up and he is pacing around the house <laughs> he goes i laid in my bed and stared at the ceiling for a solid two hours but i realized this isn't working uh, <laughs> i've never done mushrooms uh, they're fun they're, they're fun. fun they're fun but not at four in the morning when you're looking to go no, to bed I, I like i like yeah the think it's like the nature drug that's when the people. shadow people show up what do you see you just like i mean for me I can't do them at night because I do see, I see shadows and it just, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Too much for you. Yeah. And, yeah. um, but in the sunshine, it's just all the colors are a little brighter. Yeah. All they the, look like neon. Like green yeah. is like. Talk, 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 pull the mic right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. should, yeah, I should yeah. know how to use yeah, one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. But like the green would be like brighter and like almost like pulsating. Uh, and yeah. you can notice like pattern, like you could notice the, 
the grain patterns and the wood on the tree table. leaves. Tree leaves yeah. are beautiful. Oh. You can see them all just. You yeah. hear the shh, oh, brother, yeah. and you're like, oh, they're they're doing that for me. Yeah. And then you're in a weird way. Your brain goes, wow, they made that noise together, and they're not glass, but it went shh. It's the mushrooms. I'm out. No, you'd love it. <laughs> yeah. But like a microdose. You should do a microdose. That's the yeah. huge thing right now. Everyone's yeah. microdosing. Yeah, I know people who go to work and do it. I, be, like, a microdose. So a microdose is the threshold amount. So like right now, the big thing in LA is microdosing marijuana every day. What? He's up? Is he? Is the... Oh he <laughs> <laughs> he locked himself in his room. <laughs> Everyone's microdosing marijuana. So you're eating like two milligrams of marijuana. And apparently it's just the threshold amount. It's supposed to deal with depression. Yeah. Uh, I can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're over here. Over, over here, Mark. Here. Over here. <laughs> you're going to make cereal? Hey. <laughs> Did you sleep in that? <laughs> come over here well don't fucking eat breakfast on the podcast come over and hang out with us we'll get mans to make you a coffee that's what you need here you might as well sit right here sit right here yeah tito's tito's yeah here pass him pass him the mic what's wrong with you sorry about that hey hey Good morning. Right, Mark is finally here. What I miss? Uh, we missed the story that I shared of you oh. eating mushrooms in Utah at four in the morning. Utah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a big mistake. Everybody went to you bed. I was so just, much like a weekend dad right now. <laughs> I'm just fucking ridiculous. Just staring up at the top of the bunk bed and uh, just questioning everything in life. And oof, that was a tough, tough night. Then I got like an hour of sleep. Then we went skiing all day. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was crying behind bushes. So what is it? So, <laughs> so what is it about you that can't say no to those moments? Well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a nice ambient sleep going. I was in La La Land. Oh, you, were, you, was, you took an ambient last oh, night? Oh, did I take an ambient? My God, I snorted one, then I jerked off. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I was in deep REM. And then I just kept hearing in my dream... Uh, Mark, <laughs> but I know that wasn't real because uh, old Dwayne wouldn't have any of that. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne. The, oh, the landlord, the, oh, yeah, the guy who owns the place. Yeah. <laughs> old uh, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm up. It's good to be back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that should man, work. That it's horrible. been inspired for four years. <laughs> My OCD can't let me get it throw it away. So yeah. wait, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's talk through the night last night. Yeah, big night. Show was amazing. Shane awesome. went on, ripped it. I went on, had a hot one. Intermission, drank more. Bert went on, ripped it, and uh, then we went to the bar. <laughs> I think I was looking for a little more than just. Oh, really? the footnotes Fucking on what happened. Bullet points. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The bullet points. Why don't you Thanks, just... Mark. All right. Podcast is over, guys. <laughs> just put up uh, a PowerPoint display while you're at <laughs> Well, let's see. What else? What am I missing? Uh, <laughs> Cowhead introduced Shane. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. Great job. Great well, job. What did you guys think of the venue? 
Love the venue. It's cool. One of the best venues. It's probably, well, on this trip, do you think that's probably the best, best venue we played at? Uh, I think Oslo was pretty cool. I don't remember Oslo. Oh, the Chat Noir. Oh, where it just went straight up? Yeah, it was the, uh, the tables with the lamps on it, like burlesque style. Oh, yeah. That I forgot about one. that one. That was a hot one. But this was the coolest rock style. That was a thousand people in there. What is it it like to go out there to over a thousand screaming people on another continent that you're like, like just you? you, At what point do you go? How the fuck do these people even know who I am? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the the one word, Rogan. Yeah. No. uh, (laughs) But it's all him. I mean, he's the he's the draw. So it's pretty crazy. I don't know. I think it's it's. I don't. I think there's a. I think your initial walkout is great, and then once you start, you're just like, "Oh, I'm in Cleveland." Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's a good. point. It doesn't feel, yeah, it feels very like American as an audience here. It yeah. doesn't feel like it's you don't see like uh, I don't know, like top hats and the way you'd expect it. <laughs> like, like a bunch of sooty orphans. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of sooty orphans <laughs> with the consumption. <laughs> people, people throwing their feces off the top balcony. <laughs> um, but. I will say not to get too sappy and gay here, but uh, on the whole trip, I've just been picking your brain about your career and all that. And the shit you were doing back in the day, opening for, you know, Jay Moore. Ugh. And uh, all that hey. shit. Ugh. Yeah. And and uh, doing like all the roads and the eight seats with the funny bone and, you know, figuring it out. Miami improv, bringing the black guy on stage, getting him to whip his dick out, just doing that <laughs> in the moment shit. And then to here, we're walking down the street in Dublin and people are going, the machine? Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Let me get a photo. That is. I'll tell you what's so bizarre is that. Uh, is getting recognized like when we were just walking to dinner last night getting recognized on the street right it's so bizarre because i'm like that could you have to let it sink in that you're not home you're not in the, not even yes. in the country i don't that's have a tv crazy. show right. i don't crazy. have like that's the bizarrest part is like getting used to that the coolest the, uh, the coolest is like um it's it it's it, it, i hadn't happened in a while but like when podcasting really took off there were a lot of people that uh, were going through something that found podcasting mm. and were You'd run into them and they'd put all their cards on the table and end up crying to you a lot. And it was like, Ugh. but, wow, it, but it was like always like, it Christ. was always like some guy going through, I'm going through some, I love all the background noise we have yeah. going on. They're like, There's a truck you? making a delivery. Um, <laughs> and then, and I haven't had that in a while because, you know, in America, most of those people, you met them, their first run of the country, your second run of the country, your fourth or fifth run. It's like, they've said it, they see uh, you again. Yeah. But in this trip, I've had a lot of guys just fall apart really yeah like oh, yeah. yeah like they're like dude what was um, the funniest accent to hear a sad story in? uh when we were in uh denmark there was this guy and he goes oh yeah hey, burnt chrysler <laughs> he goes i found you through a tommy and he's a dog oh. <laughs> and he started crying and he wrote me a letter and his girlfriend was like you see his girlfriend's like i know yeah <laughs> he's like i was going through a tough time and you got me through it oh. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, and then I read his letter, and his letter didn't talk about any of that. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and just do that again? Okay. Oh, Burns Chrysler. Oh, I met you through a Tommy and a Christina, but I like you the best. Oh, God, you are like so like me. I have a hard time with anxiety as well. He's going right. to kill himself when he hears this. Oh, dude, you know how many people, you know how many people 
fucking they go everyone says I got a buddy just like a Tommy nah. <laughs> me and my buddies are like a you and a Tommy and a Joe and a Ari oh my god I don't know why you're doing a racist pizzeria owner. <laughs> Jeez, I was gonna Oh, Tommy, with the marinara. Oh. Yeah, I did a, the best one was I did a sober October with you guys. <laughs> and then his girlfriend, she goes, he didn't last the first day. Uh. <laughs> I was picturing a guy in later hosen <laughs> with a big I'm mug sure of beer. Friend. Yeah. You're mixing oh, six all, all, you know, all the access of evil so far, though. So look, <laughs> the best the best one, we t- I told you this last night, but I'll say it again, is when we were in Bath and I started doing the machine story and I thought I heard reverb in the mic. Mm. And so I'm like, why is it bouncing back at me? And then I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, and then the teacher comes up. She was the teacher from, and I hear them just murmuring with me. Mm-hmm. And they're reciting the story. And then it fucked me up because I was like, they're reciting along with me. And I started going, I better say it the way they heard it because I fucking change it so many times. Uh, and I was like, I was like, she swings the door open and you hear them with liberal art confidence. Uh, and then, and then that, that's the part where she, I go, she goes, and they, then, then they started getting involved. She was like, you, and they're like, you are coming with me. Stand. And they all went, stand up. Uh, like wow, in the same the cadence words. I did it. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, that am was, I having a stroke? Dude, I that was the cre- that was I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I didn't want to tell him to stop because I was like, I wanted to tell him to stop because I was like, Did you get hey, footage guys. of that? What? Did you get footage of that? Mans no. has been slacking, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> My cameraman He's was working the- on the bottle of Tito's in the Listen. back. <laughs> the He's probably making up. snacks. Mans brought us coffee and quiche. He can do no wrong for the rest yeah. of the trip. Wait, there's quiche? No, there was quiche. Oh. People got up early. You think these three big eaters are going to leave anything late? Damn it. <laughs> what? There's a whole one left. <laughs> yeah, quiche in that hot sauce. See, that's Mans. Mans' strength is uh, he's like a great rover. Remember when they used to have rovers in uh, in baseball? No, they put they'd field nine people and then yeah. they go put the girl at rover right she and they left center right center yeah wherever oh, she needs to be right. <laughs> oh. yeah and so uh, her name was Melissa Grover oh. oddly enough yeah Grover, I think Rover? yeah and so she was our rover in Pinto League she was a good baseball player I ended up knowing her my whole life yeah yeah I know her brother too I think I'm saying their name I think it was her dad was an orthopedic surgeon mm. but she was our rover and so they just put her like in front of the center fielder behind yeah. the second baseman. They'd move her around in case, you know, because no one's hitting dingers at, in first grade. Yeah. But Mans is a great rover. Like, you'll get, anytime you get back on the tour bus, because he's been with us the majority of this tour. You know, Shane yeah, knows. we were, we did those first two legs together. Yeah. And Mans would just, you get there and he'd be like, who's ready for a snacky snack? Yeah. Uh. This is why I've gained so much fucking weight. Because then Mans makes this Dr. Frankenstein concoction of pizza and used, sushi. Whatever we had. Whatever we ate. Uh, and hot sauce. <laughs> yes. You can see you had a bad childhood. <laughs> Thank you. But the best part of Mans here is that I know all of his stories. So, like when Mark first met Mans, I could set Mans up to be the most interesting man in the world. Uh, I could because I know everything about Mans. I've yeah. been on tour. I've been on tour with him for like fucking nine years. Yeah. So I could be like, Mans, why don't you tell him about the time the spitting cobra got stuck in the car? And Mark's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Crazy you never heard story. this story? No. <laughs> oh, it's one of my best man stories ever. So. For those of you who don't know or listening, John Mans has been on tour with me. He was my shooter for Trip Flip, and he was also my shooter for Birds Conquer. Mans is getting himself in camera. Say hello, Manzi. And so uh, I'll give you a few quick stories. His, uh, his stepfather, uh, Mans grew up at like 10,000 feet elevation. And one night his stepfather uh, made had made honey. 
And one night his stepfather found a bear in his honey. And so he chased the bear out of his honey. And all of a sudden the what? bear turned around and chased oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> so they're ch- like, like Benny Hill. Chasing the bear. And then you see the bear. These are my favorite man stories. The bear was just like, wait a second. I'm a fucking bear. I'm a fucking bear. That sounds like a euphemism. So I came home. There was a bear in my honey. That sounds like came home as a black guy. Fuck my wife. <laughs> Stretched it out for me. I said to, I do it to Georgia and I like because they know John really well. And I'll go, Did John ever tell you about the time he was a ninja and got arrested? And they're like, Wait, what? <laughs> He's Asian? <laughs> <laughs> so one time, Mans is doing a shoot in Mozambique. Yeah. In Mozambique, wow. and they're doing it with danger like boys venomous snakes. So what they do is they bring the snake out, they let it go, they shoot some footage in the wild, in the desert. And then they put it back in the bag. The handler does. They put it back. And then they do the next snakes. They're doing like 10 snakes or whatever. And so one of the ones is a spitting cobra. So the guy goes, listen, one, this is probably one of the more dangerous ones we're going to deal with. Because if it spits the venom on you, you can die. It'll definitely blind you. But it's, it's venom. And it'll spit venom in your eyes. It'll blind you forever. And you're going to die. And then it'll bite you. So everyone be really Sweet. careful with this one. And they're like, sure thing. So the guy takes the bag, flips it upside down. Snake hits the ground and immediately makes a beeline for the fucking Jeep and crawls up in the rigging. Whoa. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, did anyone get footage of that? And they're like, it just was too quick. And the guy's like, all right, who wants to look up under the Jeep and see if they can see the <laughs> Cobra? And everyone's like, I'm not going to look under there. See it go. <laughs> so they go, all right, what we'll do is we'll just set up, a, we'll set up a lookout until we can see the snake leave the Jeep. And then we'll just get in the Jeep and go home. Fucking six hours later, they're like, we got to get out of the fucking desert. Who's ready to drive home with a snake inside the fucking car? (laughs) And I saw a picture of the car. It's just stems and wheels uh, just and, the and shell like, of a car just yeah. a shell there's no fun little nooks <laughs> that to probably hide got in. out in the city you went to and <laughs> oh, yeah. bit an orphan no, no, that's no, how you it, it gets worse so they get in the fucking car they get in the jeep and they start driving and man says so they go was it a scary drive he goes the most terrifying drive of my life every time you'd bounce you'd see something move you like snake uh, that's so, then, so then they get back to the camp they have to go into a camp and they park the jeep outside their tents and everyone's like zip 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 like the snake is gonna come out the middle of the fucking should it ever come out uh yeah it came out and it bit one of the uh no that's but that's how you'd end the story um yeah yeah that's my new podcast let me tell you your story because mans can tell you the greatest story but when he tells it he puts in he puts in parts that aren't necessary, but they you can tell they're necessary to his ego. Right. Ah. Like they're, they're they're like the little subtleties where he's like, I was shooting on a C three hundred. You're like, <laughs> no one yeah. needs to know that. And he goes, I didn't rent it, I own it, and I rent it out. <laughs> and you're like, I don't need to know any of that, man. <laughs> yes, the snake finally came out, and so did I. <laughs> there's your there's your moth. Oh. Your monster. Yeah. You get a lot of hugs after those. Mm-hmm. Man's is the only person I've ever. I've been scuba diving all my every time I went scuba diving. Oh no, I went scuba diving with whale sharks without him one time. But Man's has the. I can tell you everything you need to know about Man's to make him to sell him to you. He holds the record for the southernmost dive in the world. Hey, uh, yeah, and Antarctica. By that he means I went under down and went, ice. Hey, y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry everybody. I'm God, a Mark's been fun to write jokes with. Yeah, oh. yeah, because Mark's like a joke machine, so like everything's a bit to him. So like out of nowhere, he'll be like, "Hey, I, what do you think of this?" And then you just it's I, my brain is past that in in a little bit, like where you go, 
like I don't know if it's just attrition the older you get in stand-up but you just you just get past the like just everything's you you just it's like for me it's like everything's either an insta story an instagram video a joke uh-huh. an idea for a show it's like a bu- bunch of different categories he's an idea man yeah <clears throat> i am an idea man but but see, i had an idea last night oh hey i would love a show that just follows you drunk through new york mm. trying to get home that's called insomnia yeah oh no 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 i don't mean just want to oh. see you get robbed. Oh, bad stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not fun stuff. I don't want you to go get watch you get drunk. I just want to watch you go home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But Mark all right. was sharing his uh have all the times he got robbed last night. Oh yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Give me that radio. <laughs> yeah. Give me that radio. Wait, <laughs> tell them tell them that one where the old man beat you up. All right. So I fell asleep on the subway. I'll give you the quick version. I was living out in Brooklyn. I fell asleep, went four stops uh, past mine. Last night it was two stops. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to man's this story. You pulled up. a man's. <laughs> I own the subway. Yeah. So, um, so I get out and I go, I'll just walk it. It's like a 20 minute walk. And I see five guys on the corner, like right out of central casting, big black guys, you know, bandanas, sagging pants. They're shooting dice on the corner. So I cross the street, and then an old guy. Hold on, comes why'd you cross the street? Just the profiling, <laughs> you know, safety, yeah, 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 common yeah. sense. Uh, Figure so, they didn't sell sunscreen on the side I was on. Yeah. They probably sold it across the street. <laughs> sense of survival. Yeah, sense of survival. So I walk down, and this older guy's coming towards. Must have been sixty-ish, fifty-five, sixty. I walk by him. I got my iPod on. He goes, "Give me that fucking radio." And I was so drunk, I go. It's not a radio. <laughs> and he just goes, give it to me. And I go, no. And he starts pulling at it. And now we're yanking like an back and forth. Like an old lady with her purse. Yes, exactly. But and I picture you doing it the same way you're doing it now. Now? Yeah. yeah. Like, not no violence, no. No. Like, just like, no. Yeah. Well, it, that's the beauty of being in a blackout. That you're just like, I'm not scared right now. This is yeah. not a big deal. It's just a, a movie. Yeah, yeah, you got all that liquid courage in you. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, everything will be fine. And then he just picks me up by my lapels and starts slamming me against the wall. My feet are dangling. <laughs> and I'm just like choking him. I'm touching him. I'm punching him. I'm trying poking his eyes. Just trying anything. And I can't. What is he, a shark? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get a, a move on him. Finally, I grab him on a dorsal fin and he takes me for a ride. <laughs> Sign you up for a women's self-defense class. Yeah. <laughs> the groin, the groin. So I don't know you. Eventually, uh, he... He gets those five guys run over and pull him off me and just start beating the shit out of him. I'm talking, fucking him up, kicking him in the face with boots, just long kicks and stomping on him and shit. And I grab my iPod. And I go, oh, thank you. And I run home. Thank you. you. I said thank you. Yeah, I said that. I mean, I didn't know what to do. You should apologize for profiling them. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I had the wrong opinion of you. It's I true. thought you guys were drug dealers. Now I realize you're drug dealers that protect their territory. Yeah. yeah. I got the funniest things are the things you say in a fight when you're caught off guard and don't realize the fight has started. And you like when you go, it's not a radio. Like one time I was, I was, I was getting, I was, I was, we were shooting uh, Reality Bites Back with Amy Schumer, Mo Mandel, myself, on Comedy Central. And we were doing So You Think You Can Dive. This is the episode I got kicked off of. And my bathing suit was at my sister's house. So I drove, I was going to shoot. So I drive over to my sister's house. They lived above a Starbucks. And they did a real quick flip to bitch and kind of parked caddy corners. My sister was just going to throw down my bathing suit from the balcony. So I parked like kind of fucking shitty, jump out of the car, wait for them. They throw it on the bathing suit. I catch it. In this time, I see a teal BMW mm. um, do, do the same move I'm doing, but, right. uh, but I'm kind of blocking his way a little bit. But he's like, I can hear him going, zoom, 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 like revving his engine to turn around. 
and he, I can see he's frustrated, but I don't, I don't catch it entirely. Like I'm not noticing it. And so I grab my bathing suit, I get in the car and I pull up to the light at Detroit and Wilshire where the Starbucks is. Um, but I'm back a little bit by the parking lot of it. If you know exactly how you're going to get, get that. And the guy gets out of his car and he's staring at me and he looked like Louis CK. Now sidebar, when I told the story the first time to my wife, I didn't say Louis CK, I said Louis Anderson. So this is a totally different story when you hear a fight story. <laughs> he goes, uh, and, and I think it's Louis CK. So I, and he's looking at me. So I go, oh, it's Louis. So I roll down my window. And as I roll my window down, I realize it's not Louis. And the guy's like saying something. I go, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, learn how to drive, motherfucker. Mm. And I said, I'm, I was getting my bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. My <laughs> swim trunks were coming down from the balcony. It's a big meet today. I had to and, wait for me niggas. And Bert Kreischer's going to be somebody. <laughs> he's just like, what? <laughs> I was just getting my bathing suit. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a good way to avoid conflict. Like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Where does the sun go at night? <laughs> Where does the sun go at night? Yeah, just keep it weird. Yeah, random. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I... And then I and then this fight led me to my very last fight of my life that I've ever been in the last competition. This fight? This fight. It was it didn't, neither of them turned into a fight, but this one led me to the one that ended it forever. Is he said I said learn how to drive motherfucker and then I realized he's now there's people outside the Starbucks having coffee going like this might be the best morning coffee mm -hmm. I'll ever have yeah, in my yeah. life. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to have a story car, for the yeah yeah. I put my car in park, I stand up out of my car. And I said, stop talking tough and walk out to the street and be a man. Whoa. And, and by the way, in L.A., you can get away with that very far. That goes very far. Florida yeah. just shot you from my car. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, I'm sorry, what? And I said, you heard what I said, motherfucker. Stop talking tough. Walk into the street and be the man you say you're being. And he just went. And now people at Starbucks uh, are like, are you going to be a man? Or are you going to be a man? Uh, and he just walked into the Starbucks. And I was like, you bitch. Uh, you bitch. And then now I'm tough. Now I'm tough, right? That two, feels good. Two weeks later. This is, this is 2009. You're making pay I, for your coffee? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2009. Because the next week I'm shooting my Comedy Central special. And I'm meeting the girls at La Brea, uh, the Tar Pits. La Brea oh, Tar Pits. Yeah. So I'm taking a left off of... 6th Street or 6th Street, I think it is. I'm taking a left off 6th Street over by the tar pits. And there's a black dude who sees me turning left. But there's cars coming at me, but I'm turning left. Sees me turning left. And so he slows down walking, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, motherfucker. He's got headsets in. And I honk at him. And it scares the fuck out of him. <laughs> now, look, as a fan of America's Funniest Home Videos, black people are the best <laughs> people to scare in the world. Because it's not, it's not natural for them. It's right. like, that's yeah. not... Their natural demeanor isn't like, who? It's yes. their natural demeanor is like cool, cool and, right. and like calm. Like, what the fuck do you say? Yes. But I scared him. And literally, <laughs> I, as soon as I scared him, like books flew out of his hand. Oh, and I started, I started laughing <laughs> so hard. He had a backpack on. Well, I, it, it, oh. There's a parts of this where I profiled him and I was incorrect, okay? I, I honk and I realize he's just a nerd. He's not like, he's just a nerd. Mm -hmm. And so I honk and I, and he scare him and I, I literally shit flew out of his hands and he, and I laughed. I laughed hard as fuck. Yeah. And I pulled past him and he goes, get the fuck back here. And I was like, I've done this before. Mm -hmm. I take my car. I throw it in reverse. I uh, pull back Ooh. to him. Right. 
I go, what the fuck did you say? And he looks at me and he starts talking and he has adult braces on. And I go, oh. I go I'm not fucking with this guy. No. This is the wrong fucking guy. And I realized real quick, this guy had a rough childhood. Yeah. He was, grew up really rough. His parents didn't give a fuck what his smile looked like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He kind of beat the fuck. And now he's trying to get his life right. I am the one fucking. Oh, he took all of that off. All of, of this fucking... off adult braces. I was like, he's trying to get his life right. And this is. I'm going to be the thing that sends him back to prison. Right. And yeah. he's like, dude, I was going to school. I would have my shit. And then this one motherfucker honky, Cracker Peckerwood motherfucker honked at me. I stole my books in the air. Well, I'm doing a really racist accent yeah. now. <laughs> but, and so as soon as I said, and he gets up to my car. By the way, uh, he, was on the, he was on the passenger side at first. And very quickly worked his way to the driver's side. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. So he was ready to go. Like, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. The guy that I pretended to be in the street, he was. And I fucking was like, you're not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting my bathing suit. <laughs> in actuality, I think I might have said, I'm not worth it, but. <laughs> Will you do a conversation between the sad guy from Copenhagen and the Southern Black guy? <laughs> I already forgot how that, man. <laughs> one time, uh, this is, this is, you're not going to believe this one. It was the last week of senior year, so we're just getting crazy. We're about to graduate, so we're at this park having a big keg party, just middle of the day. So then, this, is this high school? Or this college? is high school. We're, I'm, I went to a Catholic high school. We're in our uniform. Yeah. We got like a half day, so we're like, let's go to the park. We've got a keg. We're out there. It's like you know, hundred of us drinking. So my friend Packy, who was like a sophomore, his he wasn't Pakistani. His name was like <laughs> like Pakistan <laughs> Jeff Pakistan or something. So we called him Packy. And he shows up with my friend Dirty Turk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was this crazy kid who we let hang around us. He was way younger. He was like two feet tall, skinny as hell. But he was he was he would do anything you said, like go jump off that building, go say a racial slur in front of that guy's face. That's like face. a jackass. Kind it of was yeah. like Jack, but yeah, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. fearless. That, that guy really shined for a little bit. He was. In, I think his name's Stevo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still doing pretty good. In and out of boarding school, like parents killed themselves in front of him. One of these kids, you know, just seen it yeah. all. He was up for anything. <laughs> so we're, we, he goes, "Oh, I got to get something." Oh, there's a house party. There's a house party. So we jump on in my car at a convertible. We jump in my car. We're going to this house party. We're in our our uniforms and everything. And I'm trying to, it's rush hour now. So I'm trying to get into a, a, a lane to merge off the highway. And I go, hey, man, can I get in? Can I get in? The guy goes, nope. <laughs> Gives me like a hard nope. And I was like, fuck this guy. So I get in behind him and I bump him just for the hell of it. We're hammered. You know, it's, you know, it's five o'clock. We're yeah. shit faced. We're, I bump him. I give him a little taparoo. So then he's like, he's in the mirror. I, I going, love the idea of drunk driving me. Ah, I just gave her a little taparoo. Tap, Who cares yeah. for kids on the road? tapper. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, in the mirror, like, what the fuck's she going on here? My car. And we're doing like the, ah, you know, blow me. He had a ponytail. It was a whole thing. No offense. And, uh, <laughs> have a you. whatever you fucking drunk boat dad. <laughs> so, no uh, so he's like, fuck you, I'll kill you, whatever. And then we're like, oh, this guy wants to play. So I tap him again. Now he puts his car in park. That would send me over the edge. That would yeah. make me so goddamn. <laughs> yeah, like if you did it, like you were like, Wait, oh, God, this, back, this is when we were in the beginning. We go, what's wrong with Mark's brain? I love that Mark goes, oh, this guy wants to play, huh? <laughs> so I tap him again. <laughs> what state is this in? Louisiana. New Orleans. Oh, this is New Orleans. So he puts the car in park. He gets out. So now we're like, well, I guess this is on, you know. Yeah. But there's two of us. I got Packy here. Packy will fucking <laughs> just <laughs> lunge at him like a rat. You Packy, know? real quick, take out his knees. <laughs> yeah, I'll just. You know, claw's neck. So uh, he gets out and he walks past me. So I'm kind of like ready. Walks past me, goes to the back of the car, reads my license plate, 
memorizes it, walks back up, slams his fist on my hood, and gets in his car. And I was like, huh, well, that was weird. So now traffic's kind of moving a little bit, and I'm like, fuck this guy, what? No, no, no. He was he had like sandals on and shorts. He was like a hippie kind of guy. So now I'm like, well, that was weird, but he's on a cell phone. This is when cell phones were like, if somebody's on a cell phone, you noticed it. Yeah. A big yeah. brick. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So now we're on the main streets, and I'm following him, but something's up. And then he gets to a green light, stops, and I stop behind him. And everybody's like, why isn't this guy going during the green light? There's a bar on the corner. A guy runs out of the bar, jumps in my convertible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Crazy. He had a leather jacket on. He was just day drinking at some bar. It was fucking, we're like, ah! <laughs> you know, he's in the back and I'm trying Even to drive. Packy? Yeah, Packy. So, so I'm driving now. The, the, the guy in the car peels off. He's like, I'm out of here. Fuck these guys. But my friend will handle this. The ex-con or whoever that guy is. <laughs> the guy who waits at bars for the phone call. So, so, Bill, it's for you. It's Jeff. I've been waiting for this call for five years. Yeah, just, I, this man saved my life back in Nam, and I owe him one. He, he just, just pushes his, his drink for you. He goes, put it on my tab. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, he just takes a drink, yeah. shoots it, and he goes, fill another one. I'll be back in five. He Cranks runs his out. Fingers. Door slings open. Cling, cling, cling. Jumps in the back seat. Pulls Packy back there. They're having a fist fight on their knees in the back seat, just like a cartoon. So I'm just like, ah! driving, looking backwards, trying to not. Kill Why myself. Are you still driving? Because we're on the street. The street is moving. So, so I'm like, ah, and I'm like trying to do swings like back here, like trying to help Packy, like doing some backward hammers, you know? Like, like trying to get this guy. Like a mom a, disciplining her children in the backseat. You guys stop it. Yes, exactly. I will turn this car around. <laughs> exactly. Take so, me back to your creepy bar. So this is a man. This is a guy's, you know, balding. He's got a leather jacket on with patches on it. And he, you know, he's got a half a beard. This is a dude. Beating up kids in the convertible. Beating up a kid, but oh. that, that retard mom strength kicks in where you're just like scared for your life, you know, fight or flight. So Packy's like, ah! one of those, you know, like, windmill, 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 windmill. And uh, so I just scream. I go, Packy, push him out, push him out. So Packy gets some kind of demon in him and he just gets up under the guy and goes, ah! and the guy goes over the back seat, off the trunk, rolls onto the street, and then like cars by him go, Wah! Try not to hit him. Somebody runs over his hand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the guy goes, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? So we go to the house party and we're like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe. We're telling everybody. I got a whole powwow around the, the living room. I'm like, this crazy Packy pushed him out. It was insane. And Packy's just sitting in the corner smoking, not saying anything. He was a psycho. <laughs> I think he's since died. But uh, you should you should have Packy with you at all times. I, yeah, I think he's dead now. Yeah, there's no way that guy's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He got the hit Packy, or something. Packy took that guy's seat at the bar. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's the only way to get that seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like when you go to a, a dojo and yes. you, you beat the master. Wait, wait, wait. So how does the story end? Uh, all right. So we're at the party and I had a beeper at the time. And it was one of those douchey clear beepers where you could see the electronics inside. Yeah. So my mom is going like, call mom, mom, 911, mom, mom, dad, dad, call mom. We love you. What happened? You know, and I'm like, whoa. So I call my mom. You know, I'm like, hello, trying to be sober. Uh, and she's like, the police are here. Get the fuck over here. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you did, but I got six cops in the living room. I'm feeding them coffee. They're all waiting. You're going to jail. Come over. <laughs> Hung up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Packy, quick, get in the car. <laughs> Switch clothes with me. I'm going to need you to be me for a month. better not end it with Packy getting shot on your lawn. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck. And here's the, the clinker. This is where I got saved. So I go, I guess I got to go home. 
And my friend Jay goes, wait, if you're going home, you reek of booze, you look like hell, swallow a big gulp of this. And he handed me a jar of Jif. If you peanut put butter? peanut butter in your mouth, you can't smell booze. I didn't know that. Some guys keep peanut butter in their glove box just in case they get pulled over. It, it works 100%. Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm on my way but um, was it, I was do, eating peanut butter and driving. <laughs> Pulling a Mr. Ed. Yeah. So uh, I was like, all right. I put the peanut butter in. I drive home, and this cop car is all out in the front lawn and everything. And I go in. They're all sitting there. And my mom's like, this is him when he was 14. And she's showing him like the scrapbooks He's and shit. He's a good boy. Yeah, yeah. He was a bedwetter. Here's his bunky boo. And it's a little, you know, toy with an eye missing. So I go in. They're like, son, we got to have a long talk with you. You're in deep shit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they go, well, just don't lie to us. And they keep looking at my eye. And they keep going, let me smell your breath. I went, and they go, oh, well, he smells like peanut butter. Like, peanut you know? butter. Yeah. like any normal 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Peanut butter At jellies. midnight, full, full of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he drives a convertible. Your parents weren't smart enough to be like, we should probably have a lawyer here. Since They're they both wanna... lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty lawyers. Yeah, I guess so. But they didn't know what. They think I'm an angel or something. They're just like, oh, this is. we'll settle this up and get this over with. So the guy goes, a guy says you ran over him with your... 71 brown cutlass convertible. And they go outside. There's my 71 brown cutlass convertible. They're like, well, this checks out. And I go, I'm going to be honest with you. A guy jumped in my back seat and we pushed him out. And that's all we knew. Self-defense. And the guy goes, all right. <laughs> Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. <laughs> Everyone knows I have a problem with anxiety. I've always had a problem with anxiety. And everyone tells me, you just need to learn how to meditate. I didn't know how to do that until I found the app Calm. My daughters introduced me to Calm because I have a hard time going to sleep at the end of a day. I lay in bed and I toss and turn. My mind spins out of control. And my daughters were using Calm. I ran into the people at Calm at the podcast upfronts at UTA. And I asked them, I begged them to be a sponsor of my podcast. I told them my daughter introduced me to them. And that is why I'm partnering with Calm. Calm is the number one app to help you reduce anxiety, stress, and help you sleep better. They have a daily meditation thing that I use that is absolutely fucking phenomenal. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. And you have to head to calm.com slash Burt. You will get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes the guided meditations that I love that, that deal with issues like anxiety, stress, focus, including a brand new meditation each day. There are also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax. Head to the magical lavender fields of south of France with Stephen Fry or explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. They even have soothing music and more right now. Burkcast listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Burt. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash Bert. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Bert. Get Calm. Seriously, you won't regret it. I love it. Stop stressing. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review process, literally just sitting in your office going, how can I find help? But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. That is ziprecruiter.com slash Burtcast. ZipRecruiter sends jobs to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. 
but they don't just stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This podcast is also brought to you by Hims. Hims is a wellness brand for men. You probably heard us talk about Hims. If you haven't gotten on board, stop struggling with it. Did you know that one in four guys suffer from ED? It can be treated. Over 25% of new ED cases are in guys under 40. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they know that there is medicine and science out there to help them? Getting older sometimes means certain part of the bodies aren't going to work the way they used to or they should. Start revving up that engine again with ED treatment for Hims. One stop shopping for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, all for men. Don't get defrauded by these online sketchy marketplaces. For Hims provides convenient access to U.S. doctors online, real medicine dispensed from American pharmacies. Sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra, can be prescribed, by the way, it took me a hundred times to pronounce that word, can be prescribed for men online and delivered right to their door completely confidential, discreet, no more in-person doctor visits or a long pharmacy line. The thing that stops most men from getting all problems fixed is that they have to go to the doctor. And some men are afraid to go to the doctor. You don't have to do that. Save yourself from that process by going to forhims.com. Being your best means performing your best. It's hard. Make it easy. They're in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, Playboy, just to name a few. The first month right now is just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last and obviously subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This would literally cost you hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash BertCastED. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash BertCastED. Forhims.com slash BertCastED. I'm telling you, man, check out their website. They have everything you will need. A lot of their products are fucking things are in my cabinet right now. Put them in your cabinet. <laughs> and then I had to go to court with my dad like two or three times. Another case solved by New Orleans. <laughs> by- <laughs> All right. And that was it. Uh, well, guys, it. he's white. Well, you don't believe him? Yeah. <laughs> you had to go to court for what? I had to go to court because the guy pressed charges. Against you? Yeah. He jumped in your car. Yeah. And then pressed charges against you. Yeah. He was just trying, trying to get a, a buck. Yeah. Clearly. These guys were end of their rope, like, skeevy white guys. All right. And nothing came out of it. Nothing came out. We just denied, denied, denied. So hopefully so he'll he, hear this. And Did he say, like, you just hit him? Was that his story? He said I just hit him and then and, kept going. Okay, yeah. And I said he jumped in my, my back seat. And he, they were like, well, he didn't mention that, you know? And I was like, yeah, what, what the hell is I supposed to do? I'm a kid. This guy jumps on my back seat. What do you fucking know? And any time like, did yeah. the police talk to Packy? No, 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 no. Packy's in the wind. Yeah. Packy knows how to escape. He, he sees a signal and he runs yeah. into a tree. <laughs> Packy's got six cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I wonder how he's doing. If anybody knows the whereabouts of Packy, uh, Sean Packenstein, please Sean write Pakist- in. What if his last name was Pakistani? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Pakistani. <laughs> I love that you really didn't even know his name. You're like, I think it's Packenstein. No Pakistani. idea. He was, was he had no like he's one of those guys with no birth certificate, no uh, I know a guy uh, like whereabouts that, yeah. unknown kind there's of thing. A, there's there's a group of men. That were those ninth grade boys that were fucking lunatics. Lunatics. That, that I wonder, like ours was Seth Drucker. Seth Drucker. Seth Drucker Ooh. was the, like, theoretically, if you're going to go by social standings in the animal kingdom, yeah. he would be the stand up comedian that was the fucking superstar. Like, right. he was the funniest fucking kid. The baddest kids are always so fucking funny. Because they're so, fearless. Yeah. They just keep doubling down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I uh, always wished I had, like, that kind of, like, you're in a lot of trouble and be like, well, fuck it. Yeah, yeah blow like, me, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like I knew a guy, this guy Larry Newberry is his actual name. Uh, he would steal, somebody was stealing all the hood ornaments off of the teacher's cars in the mm. lot and they found out it was him. Classic. Yeah. And then they were like, we know you've been stealing them. He's like, no, I haven't. They're like, "Go, to, we're going to your locker. And he was, they were like, open your locker. And he was like, no, I'm not opening my locker. And they're like, we're going to cut it off. He goes, cut it off. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then he opened it up and there are all these fucking hood ornaments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you there. got me, guys. Like, You're in a lot of trouble. He goes, yeah, I guess I am. Nah. He just fucking couldn't care less. It's that Judd Nelson factor in Breakfast Club where he's like, you want another one? Yes. Mm-hmm. You got it. Anything else? No. That's another one. I got you for your natural born life, Buster. He does the bullhorns. Yeah. Yeah. But but those guys were always smaller. In real life, those guys were always like five mm. three. Like yes. those guys were like the shorter kids who like they were like, fuck you. I'll, like their dad took the belt to him. You could come to Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, could yeah, see they were yeah. just fearless. And then you, I think guys like me who became comedians watched guys like that and kind of figured out a way to Make that funny, but yeah. not yes. make it who we were. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because it's too reckless. It can't Way be harnessed. Too fucking reckless. Whereas you could see it from afar and harness it. But I think you go back evolution-wise, those crazy dudes, those were the guys in the front of the Scottish army going, come on, holding an axe. Yeah. And that's just, you know, generations later. But it's still, that gene is still in them. And instead of, you know, holding an axe and killing a a, a, a mongoloid, they fucking jump off yeah, a like roof into a pool. Nihilism does have its place. Like, like yeah. yeah, like lunatics do serve a purpose. So yeah, they where they like, the, I remember coming in to, uh, I won't say this guy's name, but it's another short guy that was a fucking lunatic. That I remember the first day I met him, this is, by the way, you know this guy too, he's a good friend of mine. The first day I met him, the teacher hit, it, the, the fucking, we walked into the library and they go, hey, uh, his brother had gone to Jesuit too. And the teacher goes, are you boys freshmen? And I said, yeah. We said, yeah, it was me. My buddy came in, my buddy Sean Hooker, and this guy. I won't say his name because he's doing really well. And I know he doesn't like to be, but everyone knows, Everybody who, it knows is. who it is now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go, they go, uh, yeah. And she goes, what are your names, boys? <laughs> so the t- I go, Burt Kreischer. And he goes, Kamala Zara, Sean Hooker. And Spencer goes, Spencer Ford. And she slapped him. And he goes, what was that for? And she goes, I know your brother. You deserve that. <laughs> that's old. That's old school. That's old school. Yeah. And Spencer was like, and I remember going, oh, I'm hanging out with this kid. Yeah, that's hot. He just took it. <laughs> oh, dude. That, but Spencer was that guy. He's not that guy even remotely anymore. But you'd, you'd hear come home. I remember you'd be like, get to school Monday morning. They're like, oh, did you hear about this weekend? And you're like, no, what happened? They're like, Spencer punched a dog. And you're like, <laughs> 
You're like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, it was a beer run, and the guy set his dog on us, and then the dog got the backseat with Spencer, and he punched the dog. <laughs> Packy grew up to be Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Spencer's an interesting guy. I mean, obviously, I know Spencer definitely doesn't want anyone to talk about him. because So but, keep saying his name. But uh, he is, like, completely, like, he went at a certain point in his life, just goes, you know what? I'm fucking done. And he went back to school, got his master's or his BA or like whatever the MBA. Yeah. And now is like fucking doing fantastic in Tampa. And I ran into him at a friend's funeral. I ran into him and I was like, dude, you're killing it. And, you know, I've known Spencer my whole fucking life. And he just looks at me and goes, you can be killing it too. He was like, you know, it's not that ah. hard to get your shit together, Bert. And I'm like, by the way, I'm drinking wine. I'm fucking sweating. Yeah. You're, you're, you, but it worked for you. It worked out for yeah. me. But I think I, I think I never had the, I never, I don't have the trigger of whatever the reckless kid had yeah mm -hmm. like the reckless kid who was like fuck it let's like uh like uh mike young has one of my favorite jokes ever because it epitomizes that kid he goes remember you were when you were kids you'd all want to get into dirt and then there was that one kid that always wanted to take it too far yeah he'd be like hey let's go over and tp brenda's house he's like yeah and then let's kidnap her fat dad <laughs> <laughs> wow that's great all the reckless kids from my uh, age died like the one, like yeah, like uh, the one kid who had a machete when he was like in second grade, he right. died. Uh, another kid died. Like all the bad kids, I can name like five really bad kids that you looked at. And Those said, kids always had like promotional like tobacco T-shirt. They would always have like Marlboros <laughs> and like shit. Their parents just like threw at them that they got for free yeah. from Camel Cash or like like Camel. They show up with Budweiser jeans. On or yeah, like, God damn we it. we had the guy. Uh, I shouldn't, shouldn't say his name, but Hunter Brown. And, uh, <laughs> He was the fucking scariest, most fearless guy, and he would do shit that was just mean for his sake. Like it was just funny to him, and yeah. no one else liked it. It was like, damn, that's cold blooded. But he was like, ah, he's laughing in the corner. Like one time, he was standing by a keg at a party, and he's like, you need a refill? Give me that. And he would turn around and pour it. And I looked over, and his dick was in the cup <laughs> while he's filling with beer. And I'm like, who does that help? Yeah. You know, like it gives you a, a quick giggle but this guy's drinking your dick juice now and it doesn't hurt him enough really i don't know there's no point to it except fucking for him, with people yeah, is he yeah. like a tough guy too he could be he would fight if you wanted him to but he was uh he was just all about mischief like he yeah. one time he was like we got to put this grandfather clock in the pool and i'm like i don't know man that's an old clock i think weighs a thousand pounds he's like so he's really get important it. to somebody yeah so we're sitting on the couch drinking a beer trying to make out with girls and stuff and he's like all right i'll get the skateboard you bend it over then we'll prop it up on the skateboard we'll wheel it right out of here i'm like but then we have to leave and he's like i know but it'll be great he was that guy and now he's like the uh the the treasurer for a big college so oh, i don't know where he, i don't know how they hired his ass hunter They're, brown does sound like the treasurer of a college yeah 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 we've had two threesomes together me and hunter really? he's the guy who filmed me with the video camera when the girl sat on my face. Oh, that was him. <laughs> what? what is that? Yeah. Jesus. Is, yeah, college you, man. Yeah. Good times. All right. No, <laughs> Basically, I was uh, plowing a, a, a rotund right. lady, and uh, I couldn't get it up anymore. So I said, all right, just come up here, and, and I'll pleasure you. While you so you, so instead of you, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a nice thing. But I had her knees on both sides of me, and I look over, and I heard giggling. My friend's holding a VHS-style <laughs> camcorder like the, on the shoulder, and he's just in the doorway like, ah. <laughs> And then she gets up. She's like, what the fuck? And she's chasing him, and he's filming her while running. <laughs> this is all going to get me in trouble. But uh, You didn't do anything. You didn't, yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrible story. But the thing is, I, I was a waiter at the time, so I'd come home, you know, like, oh, I, I reek of Mexican food. I got my stained T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That was a long day. And on the big screen would just be like, 
me face deep in fat labia. Uh, and they're like, hey, we heard you walking in. We put it on. So that happened for like six years. At what point did that get old to you? I mean, it was old the first time. Oh, but my God. I think it's so it. goddamn funny. Oh, I, They loved it. I'd walk in. I'm like, well, what are they watching? Seinfeld? This sounds funny. Oh, it's my face inside of a snatch. What are they watching? Seinfeld? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is great. Yeah, you good times. Uh, See, those guys were animals, and you hated them at moments, but looking back, you're like, man, we really lived. <laughs> I remember one time we were at Cayman's house at a pool party, and I was with Spencer up on the top balcony. And we had a BB gun. Michelle Tamayo was putting on suntan lotion, and Spencer's like, do you think you could shoot the suntan lotion out of her hand? <laughs> and I said, I think I could. Oh. I'm up on the balcony. She's at the pool. She's got the suntan lotion in her hand, and I line it up, take the shot, and hole right through the suntan lotion and it spills out everywhere and she's looking around she's like what the fuck is that and spencer goes one hell of a fucking shot all the girls no longer felt safe there because <laughs> there's a single man shooter up on the balcony wow. and everyone's like but bird needs to leave <laughs> out of here lee harvey yeah those kids are always the first kids you ever saw yell back at their parents too. spencer didn't yell yeah. back spencer was a, i can't use spencer as this example it's that guy seth drucker I'm sure like you couldn't I remember you'd go to kids houses and you'd be like you'd go to their house and they'd be like dad you got a cigarette and you'd be like huh yeah oh. you're smoking funny. I said this guy Mike he yelled back at his parents and I was just like blown away that you could even get it was it was like in third grade like That's insane and, the, to me. and he fucking he was really bright he'd always get in trouble uh, but he fucking he got a scholarship to a school that he didn't want to go to. And his dad was like making him go to it. Mm. And they were sitting at the kitchen table and his dad was like yelling at him. He's like, I'm not going. I don't want to go there. I'm not going to be happy there. And his dad's yelling at him, yelling at him. They're eating Frito pie. And his dad goes to his room, grabs his college diploma. He's like, you're never going to get one of these. You're a piece of shit. And Mike just picked up his fucking food and threw it at his dad's face. <laughs> Damn. He's like, he like oh. fuck. Yeah. And they're just screaming <laughs> oh my at one another. God. And wow. this was. On the reg kind of shit. And uh, how the was my third grade teacher. For real? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck can you do it? Like, I never, I've had two blowout fights with my dad, but they were as adults. Like, they were like when I was an adult. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. I didn't ever had the balls to, no. like, scream at my parents. Same. I could, I, what I could do was get frustrated, walk through the house, and punch a wall. That was one of my that moves. That was the big move. Slam some doors. Yeah, yeah. punch yeah. a wall yeah. and just show and them your power. Yeah. And that's <laughs> Yeah, you don't want none of this, old man. <laughs> Until the one time I punched a wall and hit a fucking Beam. stud. <laughs> and my dad's like, oh, didn't work out the way you thought it would, huh, big guy? <laughs> I was at a, my parents were terrifying. My dad was the scariest guy ever, but he never hit us. So uh, one time I was yeah, at my that, friend's like that house. that rage underneath. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, oh, yeah that was a, great. He, a hard one to One time he, he grounded me because I got suspended. And he was like, no TV, no TV. I was like, all right, all right. And he caught me watching TV. And he just walked past me. And I went, what? And he ripped the TV uh, he picked it up and just went and yanked it. And the whole plug went out of the wall and he threw the TV in the yard. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'll never watch TV again. But uh, but uh, my point is, one time I was at my friend Scott's house and his brother was older than us and he was kind of acting up. And his mom said, if you do one more thing, I'm going to smack the shit out of you or something. And I remember being like, oh, this is crazy. And he did one more thing and she just got up, hit him, and he hit it. She hit him hard and his nose started bleeding. And I remember I was like. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like this is I don't scary feel shit. safe in yes. their home. Yeah, like I as really a did. child. Yeah. Uh, Danny O'Connell was the first kid I ever saw yell back at his parents. He was a stutterer and he was really bad and he hate oh. you and then uh, he's dead. 
Oh yeah? Like, yeah. I thought the story was gonna be he was a stutterer, but he didn't stutter when he yelled. Yeah. Yeah. Like he the stuttered. way that some guys don't stutter when they sing. So sometimes he'd be like, oh, can I get a can I get a can I get a motherfucking mac and cheese? <laughs> he stuttered and he started when he prayed and I went to Catholic school and we had to go around and say Hail Mary. It was Hail Mary follow Grace. The Lord is Oh. I could do it with him like those guys were singing along with you. Yeah. Like I knew exactly where his stutter points were. And it's so hard to be nine and not laugh at that. Of course. Yeah. It's the remix. But he's dead. Oh, I, I just I just I had, had a hockey coach that had a stutter and he tried to rev us up before games. For real? Yeah, like, get, get, get out there and kick some ass. <laughs> I had Drew Lynch on my podcast and you can't help but laugh at his stutter. You can't like help like his it. his stutters and it just it's like I've seen it on. I've been stuttering a lot lately. I've been thinking. Me too. Well, you're just ahead of, ahead of yourself. There's a difference between yeah. having a problem. Yeah, stuttering John. You ever talked to Stuttering John? Yeah. He's stuttering John is like he has a sleep apnea attack while you're talking to him because he's like, <laughs> you're oh, like holy whoa. shit. Oh, for real? Yeah. You're like you don't know if you stuttering or having a stroke. Yeah, it's like he's possessed. Yeah, yeah. It gets annoying though. I mean, no offense to stuttering <laughs> lunatics, but after a while, you're like, "Get to it, fucker! Come on, this is really hard for me." Yes, yes. This is hard. let's go. I'm waiting for my order. <laughs> I can't tell if we went to high school together if I would have loved you or I would have been like, "Oh, he, that Norman's a dick." I mean, I'm I'm uh, got a heart of gold, but I'll oh, you know I like to poke poke yeah. the bear. Like, yeah. I feel like you would have poked me, and then one day I would have been like, I'm going to beat the shit out of Norman today, and then you would have made me laugh to get out of it. All yeah. Right, right. One time uh, I would, I had this guy, Paul. He's now a fireman. Huge guy. Terrifying. He was on the football team, and I would always fuck with him, and he was like, all right, all right, that's too far, and I would go a little too far, and then one time we were in the hallway together walking towards that's each other. That's the worst thing to tell a guy like you, that. What? Like, like uh, you're, uh, that's enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. me too. Yeah. If you say that's enough, yeah. I, that's when I just started. Yes, so I saw him in the hallway, and he was a, like a big football player, and we started running towards each other like the joke movie thing, slow-mo, and he just got low and went boom and rammed me, and I hit the wall so hard, and I remember my watch broke. So he got me back. Oh. <laughs> that I, was hurt. That we was were hard. at baseball practice one time. It was me, uh, me, Troy Kent, Dean Kent, Jimmy Cook, Joe Schwelt, and Sean Hooker. The, there was six of us, all sitting in the back, weren't warm-ups, and... We're fucking around, and Freddie Rosella was the team captain. Freddie Rosella was a man before any of us were men. He was like, he had a beard, like he had to shave a beard in like, yeah. f- like fucking yeah, freshman like year. Born for war, kind he of. was, yeah. bu- and and he was a physical specimen. I mean, just fucking ripped. He was our team captain. Him and Jason Rakers, and uh, we're we're screwing around in, in what you call it, and. Freddie says, hey, guys, stop screwing around. And I was, and so he goes, stop playing grab ass. And I went over and I grabbed one of the guy's asses. And he goes, hey, don't be a smart ass. I go, oh, it's better being a dumb ass, Freddie. And he goes, hey, shut your face right now. And so I went, okay, and pretended to shut my face. <laughs> and he came running back to me and fucking all my, all my God, we we're all the same age. Me, Dean, Troy, all of us got together because there was not one of us was going to fight Freddie Rosella. Yeah. And he came at us and he got my face. He goes, I'm going to fuck you up. And I was like, yeah, good luck. And so we split up, right? We throw, start playing catch, loosening it up. And I'm worth, I'm on the side with Joe and Dean. And they're like, and Joe's like, this happens with Freddie. He gets hot. It's, it's practice. He probably had a rough day. Trust me. I guarantee you by the end of practice, he comes up and apologizes to you. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah. It happened to me. And Dean's like, I saw it happen in football. He's, 
He's fine. He'll apologize. So we're like, oh, cool. So we get done warming up. Freddie already goes in the dugout. The six of us are walking back to the dugout, and Freddie comes out with a baseball bat. Jesus. And <laughs> Dean's like, he's probably going to ask him to throw you, throw you BP. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean's like, yeah, yeah, you guys will be fine. We're going to give you some space so he can apologize. Like, all right, all right, thanks, guys. And so Freddie walks past all five of them, and he, I go, what's up, Freddie? And he just takes the bat and fucking hits me. I'm what? Like, Help! What? With a bat. <laughs> And I have a baseball in one hand and a glove, and I'm punching him with a glove and a baseball. Oh. And, and fucking Joe Schwelt jumps on him, and Freddie throws Joe Schwelt into white right field. Like, slings him. Wow. Sean Hooker jumps on the six of us. Fought Freddie Rosello and he won. <laughs> oh, he wow. won. And by the way, we got the bat halfway through the fight and we still couldn't win. <laughs> this story ends with me crying in the coach's office. <laughs> oh, Where did he hit you? Oh, everywhere. Wood. I got fucked up. I Aluminum got fucked or wood? Up. Aluminum. Oh, Dude, I was at one point, I, he continued to fight me while he fought off all five of them. <laughs> he had me pressed against the, the fucking the uh, chain link fence at Jesuit and was fighting everyone. We get into the dugout. Just and batting then, them away while he's choking you out? Oh, and then Coach Crumley goes, um, Freddie, I go into the coach's office. I'm like crying. My shirt's ripped. I've been fucking battered. And I'm like, I fucking quit. I fucking quit. I can't be on this team anymore. And coach is like, wait, what the fuck happened? And then Freddie jumped into the coach's office. And says, I'm back at it. And he starts coming at me. I'm like, help. Coach splits us up. And then coach Crumley goes, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you guys to squash this right now. You're both playing left field. And I was like, okay. And he was like, go, and he's like, Freddie, can you squash it? And Freddie goes, it's squashed. And I was like, it's not squashed, coach. <laughs> and he goes, all right, Freddie, I want you to give Bert a shirt. And because he had ripped my shirt. So I put on one of Freddie's shirts, which is like wearing your dad's shirt. <laughs> and he goes, both of you go to left field. So we both go to left field. And we're standing in silence together in left field. Uh, <laughs> you bruised and battered. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now, do God. you think this has gone away? Don't you feel like like these crazy, kind of tough, scary, energetic, fearless white guy kind of thing is kind of gone by the wayside? I don't, I don't feel like I think kids, kids get a lot more trouble for it now. I don't, I don't think oh. we're in the world that they're in anymore. Right. So like, I mean, right. Like, we all are like showbiz and comedy. So, like, that's no... There's no room for that. People won't put up with it. Yeah, yeah like, but I'm talking about children. Like oh, when we were kids or, in, or oh. in high school or whatever. Like my friends were insane. They would do anything. They would run on top of cars. They would, would a car be driving. They'd get on yeah. the roof and chug a guy, beer. This one guy at my high school, he threw a weight off the back of his truck into another car's windshield and killed this guy. And killed this guy? Yeah. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. The kids were in the back seat. Oh, well, way to break it down, Shane. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, the funny. No, it's. That's but a, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like these yeah, like maniac that kind of, guys. Yeah, nobody would do that anymore. Like, right, yeah. right. I guess we had no internet, so we had to just get fun and creative. But I just feel like the fire <laughs> yeah, in the belly. Like, that's the problem with school shooters is they just have low Wi-Fi connections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the, I, but there was like, I remember every year we would do um, a scavenger hunt. We had, we had a, uh, it was on a Friday. We had a, all we had to do was go to ch church. And, and it was like a big day of repentance. And so. That Thursday night, we do a big scavenger hunt where we do it all around the city, and it was just chaos. I mean, no one went to bed Thursday, and we all went straight to school Friday morning from the scavenger hunt. And then Friday after that, we would go start drinking and streak the girls' school. Yes. <laughs> so you want to talk about you want to talk about a straight up fucking Me illegal too. behavior. Me too. 
We get in Mike Sycon's van. I definitely should not be saying names now. Yeah. Doug Rowe. <laughs> Jeff. I mean, all my friends, we all uh, get totally naked in a van. And we drive up to Academy. And we, I mean, we're completely naked. And we go, all right, go. We have no idea how the school's structured. We don't know where the classes are. And all we do is streak the kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. <laughs> oh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> we run through and we're looking. Now, they can't see our dicks because the way the doors are, you know, those little panels. But we're looking through and we're like, it's all children. <laughs> we're oh, that's great. Sprint through. We're like, fuck, fuck, everybody out. Everybody uh, so out. Technically, you're a sex offender, but not registered. Like, but now, like, back then, I think you would never have gotten called a sex offender. You've just been like, oh, fucking boys Idiots. will be boys. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, and, and by the way, none of us were sex offenders. None of us were. Right, right. Our intentions weren't bad. It was just a fuck up. But now those kids would be ruined forever. Yes, exactly. So what does that mean? Do we have too many rules now? Do we have, are we too pampered? Or I mean, no one's dying. But, you know, you, yeah. your friend threw a weight on a guy and killed him. Well, I didn't know that. All guy, your friends yeah. are dead. So like, maybe there is some good. Packy's probably gone. Well, Packy's but... way dead. Yeah, he got killed in a gang fight. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm a fine Packy. I don't. Uh, I, mean, I don't there. know. Maybe, maybe it's that like what it could lead to. I think is the like I don't think people think streaking is the craziest thing in the world. More like streaking's oh. But the nudity, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot like, yeah, of, I, I there's a lot saying, of like, Lower East Side comics that if you told them a streaking story, they wouldn't giggle because they wouldn't be allowed to because their virtues wouldn't allow them to. Yeah, no, and I And they'd agree have with to that. go, what you did was wrong, man. Ah. And you'd be like, oh, come on. I know, but no, 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 no. You need to understand that that kind of behavior is rape culture. And you're like, <laughs> right, hold right. on, calm down. I, that's not what I'm saying. And they're like, no, that is what you just said. You just, I mean, you scarred those, like they wouldn't be able to find the, Humor in yeah, it, yeah, or they're like they're any kind of innocence. It's all perverse to them. For, like, for yeah, them right. everything, I, I, yeah, and agree. Like you know, like I'm not. Yeah, they would do that 100. percent But I don't know where that line gets drawn now either. I you know, like yeah. because maybe some, maybe some dudes don't need to go streaking. You know, like like yeah. I mean, you and your buddies were probably fine, but you know, there's probably one dude that's well, a fucking. Isla got um. I don't know. I, I've talked about this a little bit on stage, but I haven't really talked about it. But Isla got a death threat at school. What? Yeah, they called us up. Eliana and I we were looking at houses, and someone was like, um, "The teacher was like, um, hi, uh, is this Leanne Chrysler?" And she goes, "It is." She goes, "Hey, this is the principal. Um, I just wanted to keep you abreast of things that are happening at school." And Leanne's like, "Okay." She goes, uh, "Today, um, someone threatened to murder Isla," and, and I was like, "I'm in the car." I go, "Yeah, you got the right kid." <laughs> and, and she was like, "Who's this?" And my wife's like, "Oh, my husband Bert's on the uh, on the phone." She goes, "Okay, fantastic." Um, yeah, there was a boy at school, and he said he was going to kill Isla and all her friends tomorrow at school. And then all of a sudden, it is super serious. Yeah, they take the kid out. They yeah. fucking put him into counseling. The kid's out of the school. He's like. And by the way, it's like how many times I mean, I, I didn't go to a I didn't really go to a school where that would have happened technically because like I went to a pretty I didn't go to a public school meeting like I didn't go yeah, to a yeah. school where maybe I was bullied unrelenting by a group of girls who thought it was fun and just I broke and I I'm not and back then you didn't know what an autistic kid was. They'd snap and be like, I'm going to kill every motherfucker in here. Yeah. And now they take that kid out of school and then they so they go just so you know, we talked to Isla and her friends. We talked to the kids, we talked to the kids parents. He's out of the school. And then we pick up Isla that day. I go, how was school? And she goes, fine. I go, anything anything interesting happen? And she goes, no. Nah. I was like, any homework today? She goes, no. Nah. I said, do you have any pop quizzes? And she goes, no. Nah. 
I go, did anyone threaten to fucking murder you and your friends? And she was like, oh, you heard about it? And I was like, yeah, I heard about it. I go, Ali, you got to tell me. And she looks at Leanne. And she goes, I knew he'd make a big deal about this. And I, she goes, Dad, it was just, I don't think he was serious. Like, he was just saying it. And then someone reported him. And then they have to take it seriously. Uh, well, this is a dumb. It's good that your daughter has that kind of sense. Like, well, until that, the day like, she gets fucking murdered at school. Right, right. This is a dumb But she's logical question. enough to think that not everything is a fucking... You know, like she doesn't have to send off a fucking tornado alarm. Right, anytime right, right. Great, she doesn't great go right to 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so why do you think there's school shootings now so often? And there were none in the 70s. Well, there were some. There in were. The 70s there were college campuses. and. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the, the UT. Yeah, Bell Tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That yeah. was the first. First Mexican cop to become an officer was the guy who... Uh, brought down the shooter. Is that For real? Yeah, yeah. He, he went. He went up the tower. Yeah, that's a movie right yeah. there. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> first Mexican cop. Where's Where's the joke there? <laughs> was he, the, he, he wasn't the first one that he, tried. Did he just walk up to the top of the bell tower with a mob? And he goes, "Oh, lo siento. Por favor, por favor. You're the rest, motherfucker." He's like, "Oh, that's the mob." Yeah. Oh, it's just a fucking janitor. I'm up here shooting people. Can I get one moment to myself? I don't know why there's so many, but they're fucking happening all That's the time. I think once a yeah. month. Yeah. Is it because we advertise them? Aha. Uh-huh. And we 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 glamour we glorify them. We glamorize some, them. I bet there's some truth to that. We don't glorify them, but we do give it a lot they of. They become press, famous yeah. from it. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I think maybe maybe it's a thing where people are like, "Well, this will be a way I can stand out." You sure. Know, like, I'll make the news. People yeah. will know my name forever. Yeah, yeah, but also people who've been bullied for all these years and treated like shit are like, all right, I got an out now. Uh-huh. You know, I've, yeah. I went all the right routes. I've talked to everybody. No more of that shit. Yeah. You know? Columbine was 99. I remember hearing about it in high school. There was a shooting at a church by my school uh-huh. uh, in 99, too. Yeah. There you go. Columbine got all the headlines. Did you ever hear about the bully of Columbine? Mm-mm. Oof. Like they, I, were, they were rough to those kids, right? Yeah. They... They obviously they pinpointed the bullies, the the group of kids that were torturing Dylan and whatever the kid's name. I don't know the, the trench coat mafia, and uh, it was really interesting. I I read an article about it, and I and I've tried to find it since, and I can't find it, and I feel like it's been scrubbed from the internet. But there was a guy who I think became an MMA fighter, who was a unrelenting bully to those two. Like that was his joy was bullying those two. And I think the community turned around and blamed him for being the cause of the Columbine shooting. Had he been a nicer person? And I think uh, the community, which is an interesting turnaround. That's we were talking about this the other day. When the when when the way our co- country works now is a celebration and then a contrarian thought and a shift where we attack the person we celebrate. They just want people to blame. They want to blame somebody. The, like the, everybody, everybody has to be like somebody has to be at fault. You know, the, the Asian they don't know where guy, to put it. The yeah. Asian guy on the plane. Yes. Right? United Perfect flight. Perfect example. United <laughs> flight. <laughs> Dude, those those are real sounds. Like I saw a little girl get her finger caught in a in an escalator. Oh lord. But but what was what was uh, this is like and I say this is a comedian's brain, the way you look at the world from different set of perspective. But what um, what amazed I knew something has happened would have happened to her immediately because her body moved in ways that were not natural to normal society right mm-hmm. like like if you're just going up an escalator you're like fine 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 and then her finger got caught and you just watched her go ah! 
like and you were like oh Ooh. something immediately went wrong yeah and it just popped out it popped her her finger popped sideways and then her mom slipped it back and they were calming her down but i was like whoa when you see uh fucking a shift in the in the homeostasis of society happen where that guy they drag him and then all of a sudden you're on a plane and you hear a guy give a guttural sound ah! you're like Oh, shit's getting so real. Yeah, it's so primal. It's not a, yeah, so yeah. primal. It's just like it's all pitch and all tone. It's See, no, that's what I'm looking nothing. for in porn <laughs> is, is something primal, something real. That's why I like back to door casting couch was the moment he said, now I'm going to need you to suck my dick. That look on their face like, huh? That yeah. was my favorite part of the whole fucking porn. <laughs> right, right. Now I'm going to need you to suck my dick and I'm going to fucking Maybe you ass. shouldn't be streaking. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is uh, they took that Asian guy. They threw him up on a pedestal. And then immediately society goes, all right, what's fun to do? It's fun to take someone down. And then they just, and they're like, he's a pill-pushing yep. dealer. Yep. He's a yeah. piece of shit. He's been disbarred. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with what happened. Like, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't I know, matter. It's, like, it's the same thing, that kid that was bullied, and it, they, it went viral, and all these people like donated money to him. And then it turned oh. out he said the N-word a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. And people were like, yeah. I saw somebody tweeted, and they're like, ah, oh, Patton. It was like, it was like, it was Patton Oswalt. Somebody tweeted at him like, oh, you like you supported this kid, blah, blah, blah. And then Patton was like, yeah, I saw a thing on the Internet that moved me and I thought this kid was in the right. Like, right. But like now somebody it's like it's even it's like it's like betting on a bet almost like like it's like yeah. it's like somebody says something and they can't. Like this person wanted to bring down Patton Oswalt for sharing a video he thought was like a legitimate thing. You know, yeah. Like it's fucking it's nobody's like. I don't know why people are walking around ready to be pissed off all the time. People love it. They want to win. They want to be right. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah, and nobody ever says they're wrong anymore. Covington kids. Covington kids. What? The Covington kids. The Covington kids with the MAGA hat where the Native American elder got in their face. Yeah. And I mean, it bothered me so much because so many of my friends destroyed them, destroyed those kids, doxed them. Give us our names. We need to find out where they live. And I remember we were were we on the tour bus at the time that was happening? I don't think so. I was in the tour bus when but that was maybe, happening. Maybe though. And I was like, and I almost tweeted out, I'm I'm hesitant to share judgment because there's always two sides of a story. This can't yeah. be that simple. And also both sides can be wrong but in yeah. a fight. The, you know, like Yeah, well the thing is it gives you a personality to be mad at that. You go, I'm on this side and I'm gonna let everyone know yeah. and I'm a good person. That's what comedy is now. That's what comedy is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm preaching to this side. Not, not all side. comedy, but yes. That yeah, is you know what, what I mean. a lot yeah, of like, comedy is yeah, doing. Yeah. Is they just go up with the It's agreeance. Yeah. Yeah. It's not brave to tell a room full of people that already agree with you the same thing they're already thinking. Yeah. yeah. I think I think but trans folks like should be able to live their life. And you're like, hey, right. Where's the joke in that? No, yeah, there's, exactly. no, there's no yeah. joke. It's, it's just not like that you can't do that, but you should still make a joke. Like don't yeah. don't call him a brilliant comedian no. if that's what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah. there's work to be done in this fucking job too. Exactly, and then these people go to the middle of the country to the Omaha Funny Bone, and everybody's going, "What is this?" Huh? Yeah. But the industry puts these people up on a pedestal, like they're heroes. This is the next George Carlin. You're but like, they no, don't it's not. But they don't stay there. They know, like even if they no. go to the top, you still have to be able to do it. Have you like, had any? I, have you had I any like right. yeah, liberal like, comics I mean, like, on your like, show? Um, liberal comics? Like, have you ever had any uh, like alt comics come on? And you had you guys had a big fight with Jim Jeffries, right? We didn't until the very end of the interview. He uh, he shit on America a lot, hmm. and, and he uh, moved here. What the hell? And he has a that, show. Well, it's funny you say that because that's what we said. He the whole point was he said that his show, if it lasts three seasons, I think, would then be able to get picked up in Australia. Mm -hmm. And it was on the second season 
And Galvin, who I do the show with, said, uh, well, maybe if you if you wanted to get picked up, you shouldn't be shitting all over America. The show or kind of joking. Yeah. And he turned that into we told him if you don't like it here, go home. Yeah. And mm. then he went on Rogan and said that we told him that you know, he made up shit. Oh, He's one of those guys. But I like that was a long time ago. And he's since then been like, yeah, you know, we're all, we're all cool now. But he really he really blew that out of proportion. And then he wouldn't. He wouldn't he wouldn't uh, handle it in the room, but then he got on stage and called us pussies. Ah, oh boy. Yeah, he was one of those guys. But but Pat Oswalt pissed me off when he wanted that. He retweeted that kid's address. He did what? He retweeted that kid, uh, the MAGA hat kid. Oh, really? Yeah. He retweeted his address. Yeah. Somebody tweeted out his home address, and he retweeted it. Ah. And I thought the kid didn't do anything fucking wrong. I I, I don't even even if he was wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just standing there. He's a kid. That's weird. I don't know. I have a kid. And if my kid, I would have wanted him to handle it the same way. Just keep your mouth shut. Just stay there and keep your mouth shut. If you give an awkward smirk, we'll deal with it later. Right. You're a good idea. Don't say a fucking word. And it was just awkward. I mean, and especially all the shit we've just shared, right? If any of that went viral when we were kids, would have destroyed us in in today's culture. Huge. In today's culture. But... But that kid was just standing there, and and this fucking native elder got got in his face. Like he did not get in his face. And think of how awkward yeah. that is an old man banging a drum oh, in your yeah. face when you're when you're fourteen years old or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. It, viral is the true uh, like judge and jury now. You know, because like I I don't, I don't care about getting beat up or whatever. But if you're a kid now and something goes viral, your life is just ruined. And that's like the true. Punisher. That's yeah. the discipline now. Is like not going viral. Oh fuck! So that we, kid's suing for hundreds of millions of dollars. Is he? He's, yeah, oh yeah, he's suing that. CNN. He's suing the New York Times, the Washington Post because they they vilified he, him and he didn't Patton? do anything wrong. What's is that? He suing Patton? No, he's not suing Patton. Oh, yeah. Patton just uh, retweeted. See, I'm friends with Patton. Like yeah, I would say, legit friends with Patton. I saw him the other day in breakfast and went over, said hi. I like Patton a he's lot. He's a nice guy. He's I good. like Patton a lot. Great oh, but that's just a dick yeah. move. That's like that's a dick move. If you saw <laughs> that guy beating up the Indian, then you can hop on board a little bit. But he just he just was a kid standing there, and then you put his family and his life in danger by by doing that. Well, I think a lot of these guys on Twitter uh, they kind of go like, "I got to show I'm the real deal." Yeah, I'll put out his address. Uh, uh, I stand behind my cause and all that shit. And you're like, "All right," but this is getting out of hand now. No. Yeah, but, are we doing that now by? Are we doing what we're saying other people do? Exactly. Like, like exactly. In this in this moment, are we doing that by saying like, if Pat, like Patton retweeted that guy's address, are we like beating him up too much about a thing that's not even? Yeah, you know it's know? exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's identical, and and we feel good about it because we know that my listeners are going to go, that's fucked up. It's safe place to to show your outrage. It's yeah. like a it's it's a bizarre, it's it's a bizarre fucking world these days where it's like, the real bravery would be. You know, I mean, not this. I'm definitely not saying suggesting this. I'm just saying, like the I'm 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 separating myself from this, but saying the real bravery would be Patton going on Rogan and saying this is why I doxed him. Yeah, and like, but and then going and defending himself to the people that probably would not like to hear why you dox someone. See, I'm not yeah. friends with him like you guys are. So, and I like them. Who Patton? Uh, Patton. I've had him on the show. I like them as a comedian, but I I was like, mind your own fucking business. You know, you, the, this kid didn't do anything wrong enough where you should have inserted yourself into that situation, especially when you didn't know all the details. Yeah. If, if it was a different, if, the, if it was a kid who got caught on film beating somebody up and it bothered you so much, uh, fine. But th- there was no crime there. And yeah. he just didn't like his face. And it reminded, it, it, to me, it was like 
Pat Oswald probably got shit on by those kids his whole life, his and this whole was his chance. Life. And this was his chance of being like, I recognize that smirk. Fuck him. Go beat him up. Here's his address. And it's weird. Like it's weird. We use other people's lives to show where we stand. Like yeah. I'm taking this kid down. This is my enemy. This is yeah, be yeah. my project. You're like, all right, but this is his life. He's yeah. gonna be forever known as the MAGA hat kid with the Indian. Right. Be, I, know. I mean, I think, it fa- I think it's his life for now, but I think it fades out. Oh, later. definitely. The, 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 yeah, like, the think dude. about all this shit that goes viral and how how little of it actually has an impact later on. Like, yeah. I can't name. Well, that's the Louis shit when people go, oh, he'll be fine. He's got eight hundred million. And you're like, fine. It's not about the money. It's about the fucking mental scarring and the children he has and the the, yeah. the, the, the scarlet letter that's always over his head. For the rest of his fight, he's always going to be the jerk-off guy now. But you know what? That's what's fucked up. It's not I the money. I always wonder about that is that he, he besides the, the, his kids and all that stuff now, how much is it going to hurt? Like, he's still selling out shows. He still has a huge but amount of support it's the people. insides I'm talking. It's the, right. the mental shit. It's the, yeah, there's the not anguish, enough, the there's, heartbreak. There's not enough impetus put on, like, uh, forgiveness and rehabilitation of people right now. Like, no matter That's what. what drives you know, whatever what crazy. Louis' thing is with this fuck, with beating off in front of people. Yeah. Uh, like, Something made him do that, right? right like, right. like, and then also he's like, now he's got to fucking deal with it and the repercussions of it have being caught for doing it. But no one's like, well, how do we fix this exactly? Part of it? You know, yeah, like, just you know, hurt him, and hurt like, I'm him, not hurt him. He has to like keep something up. Be like, how do you actually fix this person? Like, yeah. that they can live with this because there's a that's an important thing. That's like, you know, when people are like, you take something away from somebody, it never makes anybody happy. But then it's fucking like then if you tell them they're bad and they can never work again, what's that's not fixing. Yeah, it makes and it like I don't say like you shouldn't punish people, but like all you're doing is skewing. And it's the same people who think like the prison system is fucked, which it is. But they won't that socially they won't like look at it the same way. Like all prison does is punish people. It doesn't rehabilitate anyone. Yeah. Like and that's all we do now socially is punish people. We never like try to fix them in any we way. We punish them and then we pat ourselves on the back and go, job well done. Yeah, I'm yeah, a good yeah. guy. Yeah, we're we're all old southern judges now. Right. Like, yeah, right. Just- what's what I also not I'm definitely not here to defend Patton, but I will say I that is that MAGA time is the first time I ever heard of the term doxing. I never knew I, I don't, don't even really know what it was. I still don't, said, what like, is doxing that? doxing is what he did and I, and I didn't know how bad it was until until that moment because everyone was doxing this kid. They were putting his information online. And oh. I think a lot of them thought I don't know what a lot of them thought, but but yeah. Have you heard the term moral license? Moral licensing? Yeah. Yeah. No. I think I, it means like when you do something good in your brain, subconsciously, you feel like you're allowed to do something bad. Like if you buy it, they said when you buy people buy Priuses, they tend to speed more because they're like, oh, I got a Prius. I'm saving the environment. Fuck it. I'll park here. I'll drive faster. I'll break this law. And we do it all the time. Like they said, people voted for Obama and they felt really good and they would cheat on their taxes a little more or something. So people have this moral license where they go, I'm taking down this kid. He's a bad kid. So I can do something yeah, well, bad it, to him, what, like give out his address because well, so I did one good that, to a bad. Say you do that. You dock somebody, right? And somebody goes and hurts that kid, like because his information's on the internet. Do you feel any fucking response? Maybe you, it's your tweet that he saw it on. Maybe it's, you know, like that he saw. You saw yeah. He somebody goes the, to his house yeah, and yeah, kills yeah, him. Yeah. It's fucking. No, you don't. Like that's what everybody does. They fucking react like. Shitty little cunts. It's very primal. It's fucking. You what want, would what you, would Pan Oswald do if somebody went and beat the shit out of that kid? Would he be like, ha ha, it worked? No, or would he be no, like, oh, no, no. Because he's he a would, good I don't, guy. Who Patton? Yeah, yeah Patton's a great, a great guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. He's been really. I don't great. know. I don't know what he would do. I think he would feel horrific. I think but so then why too. Why did he do it? 
because people react to things in the moment. You get you know, heated like up. I think I think it's just one of those regrettable tweets. It's not a logical. But, but there's a, a lot of the there's an, a reaction to get on the, the Twitter box and say, "Fuck this kid, fuck no, his face, not. and all." No, I mean that's a natural reaction. But then they give out his address. You you're that's cause and effect. You're now putting. You're now enabling people to go find this kid he'd have to feel incredibly guilty about that because yeah. he did it or he was one of the people yeah, who did saying, it. Yeah. yeah it's a weird time we're so detached like well, what that doesn't mean a, a yeah. cop shoots a black kid and i'm on twitter going all right i gotta have a good joke for this mm. i don't even worry about the kid i mean right. his family's grieving he's dead do. in the street that's i know but that's what, what we all do now everybody's on twitter like what's my angle yeah. and i'm like this poor kid is dead and i'm sitting here going here we go how am i gonna get some retweets out of this mm. it's gross but i do it yeah yeah it's snide. Do you think I could leave you guys for five minutes while I do a call in and you guys continue this? Sure. And then I come back. So I'm yeah. really enjoying this conversation, but I got to call in. Should we end it or should we? Or should we end it? You want to pause drinking? it or should we, we just go out on top? Should we pop, possibly pause it and catch it up tonight when we're wasted? Ooh. Yes. And we'll leave this here Lord. before and brilliant. after. That is that great. Is brilliant. All right. All right. So we'll put a pause in it. We'll leave all the gear here. And when we come home tonight, we'll just continue and be slurry as fuck it'll be a lot more jolly when we come back <laughs> God, I, hope I hope topics change bro. yeah <laughs> I, I love drunk what if we just pick right back up drunk as fuck <laughs> fuck Patton. <laughs> oh god i hope not <laughs> i'm giving out his address <laughs> and another thing <laughs> perfect This episode was brought to you by The Machine.